Hello, David Politis here, Silicon Slopes Conversation, and I have the pleasure today of being joined by two of my oldest friends, my dearest friends, Gina Halliday, who I met first as a fellow student at Brigham Young University in an advertising class, and her husband, Hal, who became not only my friend, but also a client once or twice over. Mm -hmm. Hal, Gina, hello. Welcome to Silicon Slopes Conversations. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. um, It has been a while. It's great to see you both. And I've been following you both individually on Facebook and seeing your journeys and your experiences as you have your children and they've advanced and all that. But today, of all things, we're here to talk about Ukraine. Yeah. And um, first of all, what a heartbreaking experience of what's going on there in Eastern Europe. Um, It's been something that's really caused me to kind of pause and think about who I am and what I can do and, and is there any way I can help? And when I stumbled across your story, I thought I need to share this with the Silicon Slopes ecosystem. So this whole journey actually starts from a business standpoint back in 2020. Is that right, Hal? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was attending a an event called Restart Utah in March of 2020, and happened to I I'm a I have a business called Breakthrough Leadership. Uh, I help tech companies in particular develop leaders so they can continue to grow and continue momentum. Leadership is what gets in the way of growth. Um, bad leadership, good leadership is the accelerant to that. So I'm helping companies do that and. Uh, I'm at this event, and I meet a guy named Sergey. Um, meanwhile, a month before, I committed to ride my bike through Ukraine and Poland in August. Okay. And, yeah. You're just crazy. Yes, I like doing that. It's a, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a new culture to learn, and I thought in particular Ukraine would be a really interesting place to go as a post-Soviet-held country. So I was curious to go there. It's about a 500-mile trip we had planned over 10 days and I meet this guy, Sergey. He introduces himself. He's from Ukraine. And he works at a company called SoftServe, which has an office in Lehigh. Okay. Their headquarters is Lviv, Ukraine. But they are a 13,000-person global company um, with offices all over Europe. And they help software companies. And they have clients here in Silicon Slopes um, that need additional software development. And they're a sort of flex option for more software developers. Okay, fair enough. So, he said, hey, you know, we really care about leadership and developing people. We have SoftServe University. Everybody at our company learns to speak English. Maybe you should go there on your way through Lviv and do some leadership development. And why not, right? Of course, we say stuff like that all the time. It doesn't always happen. Um, but we stayed in touch. And he put me in touch with uh, this person named Natalia, this woman who was vice president of uh, leadership experience, which, by the way, is a really cool term. It's not just leadership development, but leadership experience. And part of this trip for me is a leadership experience because it helps me understand myself better, meet new people, let go of some of the things I have, breaks down your identity, and you kind of create new patterns and things on this trip. So we had a fantastic conversation, and I convinced her to let us do a workshop there in Lviv that was about how you can drive innovation through adventure. Because adventure gets you out of your comfort zone, causes you to be challenged with ambiguity, volatility, things like that. And it's really the skills you need to be innovative is when you go out and sort of challenge yourself. So 
we we went there. We had a great uh, workshop. It was the first thing they'd done in person. We did another Zoom workshop on a different topic about how to help leaders be better coaches in November. We were planning a whole program, which was this really- This is now 2021? 20, going into 2021. I'm okay. having conversations. Uh, it was a, The workshops were a big hit. They said, hey, we want to run this through our complete leadership team, 400 plus leaders, and uh, we're so, we'll start planning that for 2022. And um, then the war, then the invasion. And I was on the phone or on a Zoom call with Natalia and another woman named Maria three days before the invasion. I asked them um, how they were preparing for it. And Maria, who was about 30, I think, she said, well, we, we've had this tension in our country with Russia for eight years since 2014. But I know this, if Russia invades, Ukraine will fight. And yeah. that's a cool moment. I mean, I think back to that. Her commitment as a woman, young woman, who had, you know, she just declared it. And I thought, I mean, I got chills then. I get chills now saying it. It was really cool. Well, over the next few days, of course, the invasion did happen. And I I obviously am not going to be bothering her with business and the plan we had. I just sent a message that said, we love you. We support you. We care about you. If there's anything we can do, my wife and I, you know, please let us know. Right. And I didn't expect to hear from her, but... Natalia started emailing me pictures of her family and um, her kids. And then as they left, she left Ukraine and left her husband and her adult son, who's 24, there. She sent us a picture of six kids at the border. Two of them were hers. Four of them were one was a goddaughter and three were her friend's kids. And they were standing there and they just had a bag of like a Walmart plastic grocery bag. That's the only thing they had in their hand. And it, it was heartbreaking for me and to know these are kids that whose mother I know well. And Gina, my wife, we looked at it and said this. I mean, it just melted us. And we we didn't know what we could do. We just knew that this was a terrible humanitarian crisis for these kids who couldn't even take a suitcase. They just had what they could grab as they left their house. And they didn't have anything personal. They didn't have anything that was that was, you know, of comfort, of comfort, right? That you know, a stuffed animal, anything like that, a toy or whatever, and and uh, so we started talking about if if there was anything we could do, and there were at that point, you know, um, a million children refugees. It's doubled since then, but my world of business and how that came together in Ukraine now collided with Gina's world of being a quilter, and so I'm going to let her talk about how that happened because that's the rest of the story here. So this is now we're in March. Yes. Russians have invaded. Your friends have left Lviv, which is not too far from the border with yeah, Poland. Right. And you're watching this and your heart is melting. Yeah. Gina, although she's a smart person, doesn't have very a very smart, Dave. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Journalist. Journalist doesn't have the the business background that you do per se. She is more on the creative side, right? Yes. And so you're looking at this and what are you thinking? Yes. Yeah, so um, I jumped on a Zoom call with Natalia and Hal and I said, he asked her, hey, if we could send you even a quilt, would, would, you know, would that mean anything? And she literally had tears running down her face and she says, we just want to know that someone cares for us. Really? And so then um, uh, 
I have a friend, and I've been in the quilting industry. I've owned businesses and been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur in the quilting world. Um, and I have a friend, Beth Hawkins, and we got together and we're like, "What if we just put it out there? Let's send some quilts to Ukraine." Okay. Um, and so we literally four weeks ago um, launched a campaign. We called it "Wrap Ukraine with Quilts." Um, we, and hold on. Wrap Ukraine with, with quilts. Quilts. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Wrap Ukraine with, with quilts. quilts. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. That exists right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you launched this four weeks ago. Launched four weeks ago. Beth and I actually were um, just in the process of starting an online business for quilting called Hello Cottons. We established our business uh, license and you know established wholesale accounts with um, fabric fa- fabric companies, and um, we went to place our first order of fabric. We got a message back says fabrics delayed because of COVID shipping and stuff. So that was in um, December. So we're like, okay, well, let's just put it on hold until spring. And then the invasion happened. Okay. So we instantly pivoted, okay. um, decided that we could do something with the quilting world and the quilting industry because quilters are givers. They're makers. They're givers. Um, this all happened about the same time. So our two worlds collided, um, how's business and the quilting, and we started Wrap Ukraine with Quilts. We put it out on Instagram and Facebook and just said, hey, start collecting quilts. We are going to send them. We're not sure how we're getting them over there, but we're going to do it. We started guilting quilts. Hal booked a trip to Poland. He just got back a couple days ago. Um, We have had a crazy response. We've already received over 125 quilts. Um, A thousand. Sorry, what did I say? 125. A one hundred, one thousand, one hundred twenty-five quilts. One thousand. We got one hundred fourteen minutes before we walked here from one lady in Boise. Oh my heavens! Um, she drove it. Down she drove it down. Um, anyway, so the response has been incredible. Um, and so, Hal took a shipment over. Um, we've also partnered with a company called um, Lifting Hands International, right. and they have one location in the United States. It happens to be in American Fork, Utah, six miles from my house. We just dropped off. Uh, 260 quilts to them this morning, and they are sending them over in cargo planes. And then we're partnering with the people that Hal just met um, and established more contacts with when he was there last week. That's soft serve. It's soft serve, and then some met some individuals who are housing uh, refugees. And so we have these sources to distribute these quilts. Um, what's interesting is um, we talked to a friend, um, Tyler Garns at Box Out Marketing. We said, hey, can you just set up a landing page for us? And he said, a landing page? I can do better than that. So we have literally a website where um, people can register their quilt. There's an example. Okay, hold on a second. You want to take it out of the bag, maybe? Might be a little too shiny. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's do this. And we'll pull this up in the video later. But So they can register their quilt. Um, we then scan that barcode when we receive, one, or the yeah. QR code when we receive the quilt. And it says, hi, thanks for your... Donations sends this, them an automated email that sets, says your quilts arrived at the holidays. And we're sending it off to U- Ukrainian refugees right now. The refugees, when they get this, they can scan that top barcode if they want. And we had it translated. So right it's here. in Ukraine. Yep. They can scan that and send a thank you note to the quilt maker. Really? So it's a connection. And then if they want to connect through Facebook or have kind of like a pen pal, quilting pen pal or whatever, it's just a way to connect that quilt maker with the person who received the quote. Well, and and you said this before we actually started the video, How You said that as you were seeing Natalia, her kids, her godchild, 
these other children there that your heart just like broke, it like just yeah. melted, right? And it's like, guys, there's, and it was because as she communicated with you via email, via Zoom, she felt like she wondered if anybody even realized she was alive. Right, yep, exactly. Right? That she existed. Yes. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the... It was curious to me because we had a professional relationship. We had we were friendly. We were doing work together. But all of a sudden, after the invasion, I started getting an email every day with photos. Yeah. And this the relationship switched. Not on my account. We forgot all business things. All of a sudden, and she kept sending these emails with pictures, and I would share them with Gina. And I said, I feel like she just wants to be acknowledged. She wants to know she wants someone to acknowledge her and her family that they exist, that they matter, that they are human. Because I think that the war has been so dehumanizing the way it's been conducted. The, the it's not just a military exercise, but that civil, civilians are being murdered. And um, and I, she, we just realized she just wants to be seen, and that's part of what this message says. It it was translated into Ukraine, but it says we hope this quilt brings you comfort and warmth. We care about you. We see you. We hope you stay safe during this difficult time. And if you would like, you can scan this QR code and you'll be able to send a thank you message and connect with a person who made their quilt, sending you love and hugs. So we wanted that message that you are being seen. We acknowledge you as a human. We care about you. We want you to be connected with other human beings. It became so important for her. And we did not expect that. I, it was, I didn't quite know what was happening. I kept asking Gina, right? Like, she keeps sending me these photos of her family and telling us the story of her journey. And we just said, she just wants a friend in this. Yeah. She just wants someone to yeah. care about her. Interesting. So as you know, how you know by osmosis, my wife is a quilter also. Right. Has been a creator her entire life. And quilters are crazy. Quilters are crazy. They're awesome. They're givers. They are givers, but they are crazy. And you put out a single website and said, hey, we're trying to do a small thing to help these people that are struggling with this thing that was thrust upon them. Right. What did you expect would happen? So um, I, I had talked with, uh, uh, there's a big quilt store called Missouri Star Quilt Company in Missouri, and they had done something similar for Katrina. Yeah. And so they, you know, they said they expected like 500 quilts and they got 10,000. Well, they're a giant company, Right. And I'm like, well, you know, if we got 500, that would be amazing, right? Right. right. Um, so what's happened is <clears throat> it's pretty much gone viral and starting to go viral. We've received quilts from about 22 different states, so it's not just a Utah thing. Um, and, then, and then people that aren't even quilt makers. So there's a business in Salt Lake um, called Design Method. They architectural did, firm. An architectural firm. They did a team builder. And they tied fleece blankets together. They brought me 39 blankets. Then they posted on their Instagram. They said, hey, this is a great cause. We're challenging all other businesses. Beat the number of quilts that we just made or blankets that we just made. So that's a, the, the tying quilts that you'd often see in chapels and stuff. The group would get together and they'd put together top and they'd do the tying. There's tying quilts. and there's quilting. And then there's also bringing fleece blankets together, two pieces of fleece, and you tie them together. Okay. Anyway, so we're taking it everything. Right. So anything handmade that we're taking. So they dropped off 39, posted that challenge. And so now it's not just quilters and makers that are. are and it's not just you. Yeah. 
it's anyway. somebody else promoting it. So it's kind of gone to another level. Yeah, it's gone to another level. And well, I saw also on your Facebook account, uh-huh. you said, if you have a quilt top that's not done, that you'd like to donate. And so for those of you who don't know how this works, <laughs> you have a quilter that puts a, together a pattern. They sew it all together. That's the quilt top. And then they take the back. And they sew that together, and then the edge, I forget right. what they call that, binding. The, the binding. Thank you. My wife would be upset with me for getting binding. So if you have a quilt top that isn't finished, and you're willing to say, hey, I can help provide comfort, right? submit your right. quilt top, so, right? So here's something crazy that happened. A lady in Chicago said, hey, I can help. I want to be a matchmaker. I saw that you reached out to long-arm quilters, people who do the quilting, and then you have people that have tops. Let me connect those two together. Okay. So she, we're gonna, we're setting up an email with her today. It's gonna call Matchmaker at uh, Wrap Your Crane with Quilts. So if you have a quilt top, and if you're a longer quilter willing to donate those services, she'll connect those two people together. So just people have just she, a stranger, right? A stranger. We, we didn't know her. Not we have no she relationship. She started following with her. Up, following us, and she says, now "Hey, she's I a volunteer." Think, she's like, "I, I think I can help you. I think I can do this." Um, and it's just been like overwhelming it's, and amazing. It's fascinating because, um, as I was explaining to both of you beforehand, it, it, I felt this hole in my heart. What can I do? Right. Right. Here I I live in relative ease, relative right. wealth, and. Um, these people that didn't want to go to war. I know this is bad journalism, but this is who I am. If you don't know this about me, I'm just an emotional guy. My wife and kids, my daughters especially, tease me about the fact that I will cry at good beer commercials. Bad <laughs> ones I don't cry about. But it's like, what can I do? And so I happened to be at that. The rally, right? The rally yeah. that was held to rally for Ukraine. At the Capitol. At the Capitol here a few weeks back. And I finally said, there's got to be a way that people can help. And as I started researching, it's like, wow, there's all these organizations. There's all these people that are trying to do things. And most of them are, you know, it's really big nonprofit organizations. And then I stumble across two friends, people that I've known for decades, saying, you know what? There's a way I can help. Yeah. It's um, that, um, that it's gone so incredible and it's going to continue. We also have um, a company called Quilts Incorporated. They're based out of Houston. Yeah. They host festival quilt festivals and quilt trade shows throughout the country. They have given us booth space at their next three upcoming retail shows and are advertising it and are putting it in their newsletter. So that will be a drop-off. So they don't have to ship it to Lehigh or to my house, but they can drop it off at any of these three retail shows. One happens to be in Salt Lake. One in Long Beach, California, and then one in Houston. Um, And so they've jumped on board. And so I think we are going to get thousands of quilts, and we are so excited about that. Um, Hal had a most amazing experience last week delivering some of these quilts. Um, Because you flew over to Poland, right? Right. And he took... um, uh, I saw the picture. 200 pounds of quilts, which was about 120. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Took as many as we could take... um, but Dave, thanks for thanks for sharing your feelings about this because I've had those feelings and and when I was at the Capitol, we didn't know 
we were each there till just recently, but um, it was emotional. It was emotional because this is a faraway place, and there were people there who didn't have a connection to Ukraine. You probably one of those, right? But you saw the injustice. You saw people fighting for their right to democracy and to be free and to to you know have their own destiny. And I I just took pictures and some video and sent it to Natalia because I said, here we are, this little state of Utah. We're full. It's a state of good people. It's a state that's you know got a, an, a vibrant economy. Soft serve is a, has a you know, a small office here, but, you know, we're flying the Ukrainian flag from our capital. There are people here that care about you and your country. And that's been, to me, the thing that has been um, the motivation and the momentum is that there are just people who care about other humans and their condition. You're, you're, what you just expressed is, is I think how I felt. And it's incredible that this has kind of, you know, I'd say we instigated it, but it's got a life. I feel like it's some, sometimes I just have a front row seat watching it unfold because it's become so much bigger than us, not bigger in scale as much as just it's moving in a way that we can't even control, which tells us it's a really good thing because people connect to it. And when I was in Poland and I was at the border, I was uh, we've, we've developed some really great relationships with a guy who on day one took a food truck and put it at the refugee center at the border and started serving food and started hiring Ukrainian women um, and paying them out of his pocket to, to make food and has, has served thousands of meals a day this whole entire time. Um, and, and making Ukrainian food. Yeah, and making Ukrainian mm-hmm. food and serving it and having these Ukrainian women serve it. Um, They're all refugees. So he's employed them, given them a job. But these Ukrainians, when they show up, by the way, there was some, uh, a group from the Netherlands there. There was another group from, I think Spain there, but, um, but they were, they're the Ukrainians and, and it just made such a difference. So we walked in with these quilts and with this Ukrainian woman and she just would, we would, and by the way, this is a giant warehouse caught, caught to caught to caught wall to wall. No curtains, no privacy, no rooms, probably uh, thousands of cots and um, kids playing ball or on a scooter, you know, a little push scooter or something in the aisles of these cots. But we we got to walk in and and I went in with this Ukrainian woman who I'd spent the entire day in the kitchen with. And she just we'd given her a quilt for her kids. And um, it just she just became emotional and it was super moving for her. And we'd done that a couple of days before and she went in and would just go up to these mothers and these kids and say American, she would say Americana mamas. That's American moms have made these quilts for you. They're unique. They're made with love. They're a gift. Yeah. And these kids, they just would light up. The mothers would cry and, you know, you're there's two million plus refugee children. We're we, you know we're going to hit it out of the park if we have ten thousand, which is nothing. But kind of like the starfish story, you know, if you throw one starfish back, it's it's good for that one starfish, and that's what we're trying to do. You gotta love him. I've had a lot of years with him. <laughs> he's the uh, best. He's a soft-hearted young man, <laughs> and I appreciate that about him. He's been a good friend for a long time, as you have. 
Okay. What's the website? Um, wrap Ukraine with quilts. UkraineWithQuilts.com. Yep. We're on social at Hello Cottons. Okay. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, can I ask for things, something, Dave? You can. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> we have a Venmo set up um, just to help with shipping costs and okay. stuff, and that's at Hello Cottons. Okay. Um, we're actually, <clears throat> believe it or not, we've kind of outgrown people dropping off quilts to my house. If there's people that have a little warehouse space or an office space in the Lehigh area. We, um, we've we committed to collecting quilts through December, okay. through the end of the year. Um, if there's someone that has cheap space or can donate some space, that would be amazing. Um, and Actually, better than warehouse. I, we haven't talked about this, so it just came to mind. But, you know, because they're quilts, better would be maybe just office space that's not being used because maybe people are working from home or remotely if someone has... Uh, a place because it would be cleaner and probably yeah. better than warehouse, but somebody that might have some extra space that we could. It just takes a while to process the quilts and package sure. them and stuff. Um, and then if there's companies out there that are sending cargo planes and stuff, um, you know, we have a pretty good resource um, and we're partnered with a couple other charities and, but <clears throat> we have people like maybe have fled to Spain. And so we shipped a box to Spain and you know, it's, it's a couple hundred dollars to ship a box of, okay. of quilts. So, so we're looking for quilts, and we're looking for money, and we're looking for space, and we're looking for love. Are you yeah. setting up a nonprofit? I mean, because so there's an effort there. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we we have a lawyer friend that's looking into setting up a, as a nonprofit. Right now we're not. Okay. Um, we can still accept donations. They're just not tax deductible. Today. Today. Yeah. But as I understand it, not an attorney that if you're in the process, if you when you get designation, then that could be retroactive. Yep. It could yeah. become that. So yeah. that's fine yeah. if you yeah. want to. And we it. should be able to get that in the next couple of months. The, We're I think you should talk about what that might the charity might actually become. Yeah. So um, a couple things. One, we haven't even branched out to see locally where um, if there's refugee um, communities in Salt Lake and Utah and other states that we can also support. Um, we're thinking of doing hosting some events like um, an all-day quiltathon through Zoom. Get together, let's quilt, and let's do some things. Um, and also do a, we have people that are interested in going to the border. And so setting up um, a place near the border where we can do, um, with these uh, refugee mothers, we can have a quilting day for a couple of days and make a bunch of quilts and then distribute them. Um, so we've got Yeah, of- so if there's a quilter who wants to go, see the experience and see and hand a quilt to some refugee children and make quilts in a day or two. Um, we're going to try and create that experience for people. Um, but also we're thinking about, um, you know, we'll do this through uh, December, but we've seen the impact of what something that's handmade with love as a gift for someone else yeah. has done. And, um, you know, maybe it's wrapped the world with quilts and the foundation maybe becomes something more like that. And it and it goes for as long as we can with Ukraine. But if you know, but there's um, shelters for battered women and other places where maybe, you know, this could also serve. So it's turning into something I think for Gina um, might be a lifelong um, experience. That's awesome. Well, um, I hope I don't get in trouble with this, but I know a couple of individuals. Brandon Fugel, you're one of them. Brandon, I know you. Okay. <laughs> so um, if you have office space out there, even for weeks or months, yeah. Yeah. that 
We just need to set up some folding, some folding tables and right. Yeah. yeah. So that's one. Number two would be donations of any time, including time. I'm assuming if someone's willing yep. to volunteer, yep. you're you're looking for volunteers. Yeah. Yep. They can come to wrap the world with quilts. Nope. Wrap Ukraine with wrap quilts. Ukraine with quilts. Wrap Ukraine with quilts. Com. Wrap Ukraine with That's kind of a tongue twister. Yep. yep. And then Vemo, what's the Vemo account? At Hello Cottons. At Hello Cottons with yep. an S uh-huh. on the end, correct? And Gmail. Um, we have an email account as uh, uh, Hello Cottons at Gmail. Hello Cottons at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Okay. Wow. We got one more thing. Okay. I think it's worth sharing. Gina, you've got to talk about this because yeah. to me, this is like, well, I met Sergey, you know, who I think who's locally here, a Ukrainian who lives here, whose family is still back in Eastern Ukraine. Um, and to me, that was this instigation of uh, this whole experience for me. And I thought it was for business that I was, this thing was this sort of, these things were happening that were really cool. Um, it may be because of all this that it happened, but Years ago, something else happened that I think yeah. I, you, so my, you've got to share this. My partner, Beth, she had designed this quilt um, pattern I'll take it out. Um, in 2007. Okay. We were looking for a brand. It's the Ukrainian colors. It's the Ukrainian flower. So that's kind of our brand. We're offering that as a free downloadable pattern on our website for anyone who donates either money or a quilt. And so you can have a, a pattern. Um, we also made Rosie the Riveter kind of our, our, uh, our, what do you want to call that? Our icon lady, um, just that we can do it and we are doing it and we have stickers, um, and we're getting some t-shirts done and some canvas bags so that people can, if they just, they're not a quilter, but they want to donate, they can take a little something home and we're working on that right now. Um, so again, all this started about four weeks ago and it's rolling. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's crazy. Well, there's uh, a new event that's coming back to Silicon Slopes. We'll be announcing tomorrow. I'm going to talk to my colleagues here. There may be a way to potentially help this effort there awesome. as well. Great, yeah. To bring the community together. It might be an opportunity there. So no guarantees, but I'm putting a little pressure on yeah. them without trying to. So, Thank you. You can make it happen, Dave. We know. Oh, we trust in you. You're too funny. You're too funny. <laughs> Al and Gina, so great to see you both. Thank you for your efforts to help. People yeah. who are struggling in a time that's beyond them. For you out there, Silicon Slopes community, thank you very much for listening. Please, if you can, help out in any way, whether it's with a quilt, a quilt top, volunteer your time, make a donation. It's all about helping these refugees that are struggling over in Ukraine and in countries around there. This is David Politis with Silicon Slopes Conversations. Thank you. We're out. We're out.